Fierce Athlete Podcast. This season, we're talking about the it factor, the toolbox of attributes beyond your skills, drills, and stats. Whether you're looking to be a standout recruit, a leader on your team, or be an influence beyond your athletic career, these topics will help you become the best athlete and person you can be. We're going deep to discuss how to grow in virtue and strength, ultimately becoming a fierce athlete. Welcome back to season four of the Fierce Athlete Podcast. This episode, we're going to be talking about confidence. If you haven't already picked up, so we've kind of given you a brief outline or, you know, some uh, pointers or we're trying to explain what we're doing with our our toolbox. Um, We've told you these are the things that you can't quantify. They're not stats. You know, they're not maybe things that are on your resume. Um, These are things that these are kind of qualities about you that help your team, that help you to be a better human. Um, And also, as we go along in the seasons, you'll kind of see how they build on each other. You know, maybe if if you don't have these first few attributes, you're going to really struggle when we get to (laughs) when we get to, I don't know, episode eight, nine and ten. So these are things that you can. Yeah, just add on to each other and, and hope by the end of it, you are just a wholesome and great teammate. And, and so we'd encourage you to put in the work, you know, as athletes, we're not afraid of the work. Um, but the, our hope is the reason you're listening to these episodes is because you want to become better. So to take these seriously, do the takeaways, um, focus on the positive things that you, you, you can improve upon the things that maybe you need to do less of, in terms of the negative and move forward. So, so we're talking about confidence, but really self-confidence, confidence in self and, and how, you know, it, it, how do we go about defining that? You know, I think one thing that needs to be distinguished or uh, maybe hashed out a little bit is the difference between confidence and arrogance, because I think that those two can get a little fuzzy. They can get a bad, you can get a bad rep, you know, if you're being confident. Yeah, I mean, you're confident, you're proud of. You're arrogant or. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? What is the difference? How do we, what do we, how do we explain? I feel like with confidence, it's a belief in self. Whereas arrogance is over belief in self. Like in like over reliance on self and your abilities, kind of back to a little bit of self awareness. Yeah, like confidence is just being aware and acknowledging the gifts that you have. Without, you know, we don't use those gifts to put other people down. I think that maybe you know leans towards the arrogant side of kind of putting yourself above somebody else's gifts or talents. Um, but just that awareness of you are talented. You do have gifts. Like God gave you like, you know, uh, all of us in this room, the gift of being an athlete, the gift of being athletic. Hmm. And confidence has this level of like, you're, you're comfortable in who you are. You're comfortable in your own skin. Whereas arrogance, it's almost like you're compensating for something. Yeah. It's like a falsified, like it's, um, yeah, it's like a falsified belief. Like it's like you don't fully believe it. So, or like other people don't believe it. So you have to uh, portray. 
or you're trying to prove it to somebody oh, else. That's a good word. Yep. Um, Being flashy, you know, like making extravagant put when, it, like, instead of just like being this simple, like. Yeah, I, th I think at the root of it, arrogance is a cover up. A hundred. It's I'm putting on this facade. I'm putting on this show so that people don't actually see that I'm insecure. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's, whereas like, I think true confidence has this root in humility, mm -hmm. um, which people are like, well, wait, but hum you know, there's, I think there's a false notion of well, what does it mean to be humble? Yeah. Also another confusing. <laughs> right. So it's kind of, okay, well now we're on the other end of it. Right. But I'd say, I'd say the, the most humble people I know aren't the people that are like, oh, well, I'm not good or you know, they, they dumb themselves down or they can't like take that compliment. Of, I mean, like, the wow, yeah. you're so good at own that. Right. You are. Right. <laughs> I mean, the, but they're like, what, and you're going to need to remind me the name, the, the fastest marathon runner in the world. Oh gosh. Curie, Curie. You put me on the spot and I'm not going to be able to come up with it. <laughs> look it up for me for yeah. a second. Um, while I look that up. So I, I was just talking to somebody about him. Okay. And they're like, have you ever watched an interview? And I haven't. So this is, this is coming from somebody else, but I was so inspired. So this man, fastest marathon runner in the world. He just ran a 201, right? I don't even know how to pronounce his name. He just ran the new fastest record in Berlin recently. Guy? Yeah. Kipchoge. No, that's probably not how you <laughs> pronounce it. But anyway, he ran a 201, which is like, that's a 437 mile. For, for 26 miles. Say, for any of us who don't know what a marathon it's, is, that's just very fast. And he's the only man that, and again, it was on a track and it was contained. So it doesn't like necessarily count towards a world record. But he, he did run a sub two hour marathon, which is a huge, it's kind of that barrier. So he just ran the fastest marathon in recorded history. The man is worth millions and millions of dollars and he still lives in the same house mm -hmm. with his, with his wife and his kids. And he still trains with the Kenyans. He still lives in the same town. Right. When I look at that man, he's confident. As he should be. As he should be. <laughs> right. But, it, but it flows from his humility. He's confident that he can run fast because he's trained because he's put in the work because he's being given these gifts. He's a very devout Catholic man. Um, very holy man, but he's, he's extremely humble. And if you were to go up to him and, and like say, you know, or to compliment him, like I would hope he would, like, he is not going to be like, Oh no, I'm not. Fast. Oh, I'm not like, that fast. It's like, like, well then nobody else is fast. Right. Yeah. He's going to, he's going to, you know, say, thank you. Yes. I've been gifted. Be I've worked hard, but he's also not the one like out there gloating and saying, look at me. Hey, did you know? Like walking around. Did you? I mean, everybody in Kenya knows him. But like yeah. walking around the streets of wherever and saying, did you know I'm the fastest man in the world? Yeah. In terms of marathon, right? Yeah. Like, but but he also doesn't dumb it down. He's not arrogant, but he's not what's called false humility. He's not falsely humble. He has this confidence in his abilities and who he is and his preparation. And that, I think, is the true measure of, of good self-confidence. Yeah, I would agree. And I think a lot of that you can relate back to the truth, the, the the comparison between lie and truth. Like in terms of like, um, if you're, if 
if you're confident about something, you know it to be true. And everything else is simple. And if you're lying, it becomes fabricated and um, convoluted and the story gets confused yeah. and and it's not um, not straightforward. Whereas I feel like the people that have the most success are the ones that are tried and true. Mm. Yeah, can keep things simple and just, yeah, have that self-awareness to go after it. So why is this important as an athlete? Why is this important for, you know, how does this help our team? also having this this self-confidence because yeah i mean all of these attributes you know we're we're hoping to not acquire them but <laughs> practice them yep. and grow in them so that we can make ourselves and our team if you're a retired athlete your community <laughs> you know if you're not still i'm competing as a team but i think at least for uh a team and if you have an individual that's very confident in themselves um confidence i feel like begets more confidence I, and in terms of that confidence is just going to spread to your teammates and not only is it going to be you have the ability to have great relationships and to be able to make better plays or think clearly rely like you're reliable um, I think that it will foster an environment of a good attitude, like going absolutely. back to what we talked about last episode. Well, and I think you're absolutely right. I mean, if I'm so, if I have confidence in myself, it, I think it is contagious. How much easier <laughs> is it for my teammate to have confidence in them, you know, when they see me just, you know, doing what I'm supposed to do. And then, you know, and then it intertwines you as a team to have confidence in each other. And I, I think mm. that's when something like that's when crazy things happen, happen. you know, and, and so, like team success really shoots yeah. off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think you see, you see the opposite, right? You know, I, I, you got to talk about Jay Wright last week. So <laughs> I get to talk about Gina Oriama. Uh, winningest basketball coach of all time <laughs> on the men's or the women's side 11 national championships <laughs> UConn Huskies um you don't know I am obviously a UConn alum didn't play basketball but soccer um you know there is this viral post-game interview a few years ago um that went viral and he was talking about recruitment and, and one of the reasons I will disclaim one of the reasons we actually are doing this season is because, you know, Danae, you're involved with a little bit of college coaching. Your, your husband's a college coach. Um, and we were talking about the recruitment process Yeah, and, you know, you're recruiting for softball and you're going to look at your, you know, hitting, hitting. Yeah. I mean, you're going to look at your power, your speed, all those things that make you a great athlete, but all of this is kind of encompassing like a sixth, trait that you know a coach is gonna again it can't look at a stat sheet that's that's why it makes it makes those other sports interesting running you, you can't you have a time it's very concrete but mm -hmm. you know that time or, or those things it doesn't it doesn't tell you everything everything else. right which is why you do visits you talk to people so anyway so so gino was was commenting about going to aau tournaments which is club to to recruit and he said, you know, you used to go to an AAU tournament and it was about winning. Yeah. You lost, you left. <laughs> you know, now it's about individual showing off. 
And he goes, you know, I'll see these kids. They got all the gear. They got the swag. You know, they're walking around like they own the place. And he goes, it's all about them. And he goes, I won't recruit that kid. Now, this is the winningest coach of all time. I will not recruit that kid. Because for that kid, that's that mask of arrogance. It's all yeah. about me. You know, and, and again, false confidence. And what he says is, I will recruit the kid that's in there, you know, working hard, good attitude, the things we've already talked about, but is also confident yeah. in their abilities, you know, confident in, to take the shot, um, but it's not about them. Yeah, I mean, back, confidence versus arrogant. You know, you have a confident teammate, and we talked before, confidence breeds confidence, you right. know. So now you have a confident team, mm -hmm. you know, versus an arrogant teammate who maybe can't help their teammate find their own confidence in themselves because right. maybe at the root or the core, they are not themselves, you know, the most confident athlete. Right. So instead, yeah, I, I can absolutely see that makes a lot of sense why he's the winningest coach. I mean, that that you either will have a whole team of confident players that will probably lead you to a lot of team success or, you know, you bring a couple arrogant players in and everybody's insecure. And, and then you got jealousy, you have comparison, you have you're trying to beat the other person, you're wishing ill upon them. You know, it's just this toxicity that Slippery really slope. can pervade a team, you know, and, and he's definitely one that if that starts to happen, he puts a stop to it right away. Right. You know, he, he's constantly preaching confidence, but also this, this level of humility. Um, now I think the other risk is indifference, mm. you know, and that's, that's like this other mask we wear when we're not confident in who we are. We just pretend we don't care. Yeah. Because it's kind of, it, it feels safer for some reason. It <laughs> yeah. feels it's yeah. like a safer. You're setting yourself up for failure. You're like, yeah. well, when I do fail, well, I'll be fine. I'm going to pretend yeah. I don't care. Right. But a, but a self-confident person, a self-confident athlete, I don't think that we, we don't shy away from that fear of failure, mm. you know, because regardless of the outcome, we are the same confident athlete, you know, one, one at bat, like one missed goal, one missed shot that, that doesn't, you know, that really shouldn't destroy your self-confidence because I mean, really this confidence like comes from <laughs> not necessarily our sport. I mean, so maybe that's the question, like where, where, yeah, does, where, do where does this it? confidence come from? How do we get it? It sounds pretty cool makes teams successful <laughs> but it's you know you're probably sitting there listening like well that all sounds great but uh, how yeah how when you've had a couple a streak of bad games or you've had like confidence doesn't promote complacency and it promotes continued work but 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 at the end of the day what we do doesn't matter right and what do i mean by that yeah yeah um you know, it, again, we always kind of talk about the physical and the spiritual, but at the end of the day, our worth doesn't come from what we do or what we don't do. Yeah. It comes from the fact that we've been created as daughters of God, sons of God, if we have men listening, right? Like, 
we are so used to um, our confidence or our worth coming from conditional things. And if your if your confidence is based solely not it can partially be based off these things obviously how you're playing and how you're doing in your gifts but if it's solely off how you're playing like you're never going to be perfect we talked about last week you're gonna have bad games you're gonna have bad races but the one thing that doesn't change is our identity as daughters that's not conditional whether we you know live a great life a terrible life whether we have you know win a championship whether we sit the bench for four years. God's love for us isn't conditional. He just loves us because we're his, period. And then flowing from that is, wow, I know I'm loved no matter what. I That reminds me of, not to steer us away from, from that thought of being daughters of, you know, of our creator, but it, it does remind me of um, a story. I think it was, it was Kobe Bryant's story about his dad and just again you know our family is given to us we're given to our family to mirror you know that that relationship of of our heavenly father um but his dad told him i think it was his first basketball game ever just i'm like wow i want to kind of hug that guy give him a pat on the back what an incredible thing to tell your son um but i think it kind of instilled this confidence that that we all you know hope to have ourselves but after his very first basketball game, I don't think it was anything special. I mean, we we all know what <laughs> kind of a basketball player he ended he up being. Yeah, but I'm not sure that he scored any points. I don't think he played impressive defense. Um, <laughs> he was the MVP of of the game of his team, but his and he was bummed. He was disappointed. You know, his expectations weren't met, and he walked up to his dad, kind of, you know the shoulders slumped and he was sad and, and his dad looked at him and he said, you know, I love you regardless of if you score zero points or if you score a hundred points, he said, I am going to love you regardless. And Gobi said, after that day, I was good to go. It didn't matter. Like he got after it. He had that awareness of, you know, he was like, that was his father. He, he was going to be loved. So when we, realize that we are loved as daughters of God, like, let it all out. Like, go for it. You can't do anything to lose that. Yeah. You have nothing to fear, I feel like, after that. Yeah. Don't be feared to fail after that. Yeah. I mean, sky is the limit. I mean, wow. Have that confidence in who you are um, and know that your stats, maybe you, you know, maybe your free throw percentage isn't great one game. That is not tied to how loved you are. And we ultimately were confident because he's confident in us and who he created us to be. He knows what we're capable of. And it, it gives us the ability in a certain sense to like put on the blinders. We don't have to listen to what other people are saying or, um, others' expectations, good or bad, you know, we, we just have the freedom to to shine, to get after it, to work hard, um, because we just we know at the end of the day we're just loved. Real confidence comes from knowing that we're loved no matter what. Yeah, and that that should I hope that feels freeing, mm. you know, because I would be lying if I said 
I didn't have moments in my career where I was kind of watching my batting average and, you know, letting my emotions kind of rise and fall oh, with sure. that. But like that should feel free. That should free you to be the athlete you were created to be, to, to be a great teammate, to yeah, work hard and go after it, go for your goals. I mean, you have, you cannot fail. You have, you have nothing to fear. You can't fail and you can't lose the love of the father. Yeah. And I think that's what we want to kind of end by communicating. Um, you know, just as, as Kobe's father showed him this love, God, the father is showing us the same love. And that could be hard for us, right? We, we could feel like we've had very conditional expectations from our parents or from our coaches or our friends based on performance. And yes, they're there to win. They're there to drive that, but ultimately they're there to make you the best person you can be and for your good. And so in whatever way, those people have not loved you unconditionally. God has. And we were kind of talking earlier, one of our favorite titles of his um, for us is shepherd, mm. right? We are his sheep. He is a shepherd. So we'd love to just end by reading Psalm 23. And we're just going to read it nice and slow. And we just want these words to, to just wash over you. Um, and then our takeaway for the week is going to be to reflect on these words. Yeah. So we're going to end just by reading, reading this through slowly. Um, and we want these just words to wash over you. And then, you know, over the next week, read it every day, pray with it. Ask the Lord, well, how does this apply to my slump and hitting or my uh, goal scoring streak or the ability you've given me or my relationships or anything in life? Um, I think that these are, these are comforting. All right. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. Amen. Well, we just pray these words with you and over you. We pray that they would allow you to increase in your self-confidence um, and that that would be only a gift in your life, um, but a gift in the lives of, of those around you and in who you're interacting with on a daily basis. Thank you so much for, for listening. Um, please uh, leave us a review on where, whatever platform you're listening. You know, we are also, for those of you who are listening on podcasts and don't know, we are video recording these. So uh, you can see the three of us <laughs> together drinking some tea or coffee, in my case, rehydrating, uh, sitting, sitting together and just uh, having this chat. Um, it's just, it's, it's fun for us. And so we invite you to check us out on YouTube as well. And just to share this, you know, these are, these are great tools, one for you, but honestly, they're very approachable topics for your whole team. Um, I don't think anybody would argue that they want to be a more confident player. 
and so this is a way to help build others up by sharing with them this podcast that you listen to. Um, our goal is to help as many female athletes as possible. And so we would invite you to think who in your life, and maybe just don't say, hey, I think you need to grow in confidence. Here you go. Uh, but say, hey, this is something that really helped me. I uh, would love, would love, you know, to listen for you to listen to it and would love to discuss it with you. Um, it's just a great way to, to share your faith as well. So um, God bless you. Know of our prayers for you. Reach out to us if you need anything. Support us uh, so we can keep this going. And we will see you next week.